Hi, Corbin. Hi, Austin. Um, it's hard. Oh, what? I was gonna say it's hard not to laugh because the the once it once we start recording, it's kind of an aggressive, nice voice mm-hmm. that that pops up. Recording in progress. Oh my gosh! Whoa. I just realized why I cannot hear you well. Don't yell at me. What? <laughs> Your headphones aren't plugged in. It's coming through my computer. Yes. Oh, huh. So it's not my fault this time. It's not your fault. It's not your fault. I really want to eat my goldfish, but I can't eat my goldfish while I'm recording. What a bummer. <laughs> Sounds so difficult. What a struggle. It is. Okay, my dear. Huh. What are we talking about today? Today we were talking pow, pow, about. Pow. That was beautiful. <laughs> na, 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 na. Love. Love. We Love. are going through the fruits of the spirit. Yay. Yay. We feel like the fruits of the spirit are awesome because they give us kind of a roadmap onto how live how for how to live fulfilling for how to live meaningful, um, dynamic, I don't know, beautiful, whole fulfilling lives. Yeah, fulfilling. Yeah. All the good Absolutely. things, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. We feel like it's like a roadmap. So we're like, let's talk about the fruits of the spirit. The hard thing with the fruits of the spirit is some of them we're not very good at. So the fun thing no. about most of them. So the fun thing about this series is that I like your input. You're just like, yeah, no, yes, kind of. <laughs> um. So I the fun thing about it is that we are actually including people in our lives that we feel are good at these things Mm -hmm. so we're we're broadening our horizons and so we're gonna have a lot of guests we're so excited we have them lined up people in our lives that we value their opinion we think they're wise interesting dynamic so we thought why not add a little spice a little seasoning to the chicken dinner yeah absolutely You don't just want to listen to us all the time. By us, well, I mean mostly Corbin. Yeah. It was funny because <laughs> I was talking to one of the guests that you guys will see later. Mm-hmm. And she and I were chatting and, and we were like, she was like, we need all three of us because we're like a dinner. And I said, yeah, I'm the meat. And she was like, I'm the vegetables. And we were like, Austin's the starch. She's like the bread, like the biscuit. That's hilarious. <laughs> I feel like that's like a British insult. You biscuit. <laughs> it's because you're fluffy. <laughs> fluffy <laughs> i don't know what that means but okay austin i, I do love have a muffin you. top i definitely have a muffin austin, top. i love you i love you too <laughs> that's good because we're talking about love today yeah so homie g yeah home girl mm-hmm. tell me about your week tell me about your day tell me about yourself anything you want to share i want to hear it what are some new things that you are working through slash learning about slash developing oh, well i'm learning i'm learning to i'm trying to think of a good way to s- describe it because mm-hmm. i know that sounds when i'm thinking about stuff i tend to think in images yeah i know people think in words or i don't know but i definitely think in images mm-hmm. the best way that i can describe it is peeling away things that I think are a part of me, but they're actually just a defense. 
dude yes leaving myself soft and exposed yeah kind of like I was listening to you know since you told me about it I just started listening to Jordan Peterson today yeah and he was talking about like you know crabs crabs or lobsters lobsters no but let's talk about you know when the lady lobsters are have chosen their male lobsters mm-hmm. the first things they do is they get rid of their outer shell mm-hmm. and it gives them it makes them defenseless more or less mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. it's you're you it's because you you're trusting that the male lobster is going to take care of you and not hurt you <laughs> i know it sounds like a weird example dude but he's like thing. famous for his lobster i <laughs> stories that is the best thing i could think of because i'm thinking i'm getting rid of the outer shell is the best way i can describe it Mm -hmm. um and just letting myself kind of be exposed and soft and trusting on purpose you're doing it on purpose purpose. yeah and trusting that i'm i'm gonna be okay yeah and so yeah i'm like going through the process of getting rid of like 20 percent of my stuff Mm -hmm. and also going through the process of letting myself be where i am and be okay yes yes those two things. It kind of feels like me exposed. Honestly, Austin, I love what you shared. I think it's so like poignant. And it's weird because we all have those things in our lives that we identify with as like, this is the thing that makes me strong and tough. Mm -hmm, And, mm -hmm, you know, do you want to articulate what you feel like yours is? I mean, uh, I guess to go back a little bit, Mm -hmm. we learned that my my seizures that I have have to do with childhood traumas mm-hmm. that were never dealt with. Mm-hmm. And I kind of thought it was, I mean, I, I'm not saying it is or isn't. I think it could be a mixture. Mm-hmm. But to me, it was like sadness, desperation. I assumed it was something like that that was causing my seizures because it's childhood trauma. Mm-hmm. And normally I would have a memory or an image come into my head right before I have a big seizure. And so I knew it was childhood trauma and I knew that I had to learn how to process my feelings in a healthier way, yada, yada. Mm-hmm. But then suddenly something hit me because I realized I was being more emotional the last month or so. But I was thinking, it's not that I'm being more emotional because this is how I always feel. It's that I'm being more verbal about it. Yeah. And then it hit me. Yeah. And I, I was angry when I was a child. Mm-hmm. I remember being extremely angry, mm-hmm. but I thought that I stopped being angry. Mm-hmm. it turns out that I didn't actually stop being angry. Yeah. I just got better at suppressing it. Yeah. And so the and images, the, sorry, go ahead. I was going to say the funny thing about that is that it, it's, it clouds your actual feelings. Like we talked about in feelings, right? Anger mm-hmm. is an emotion, but what are the feelings behind it? Yeah. And mm-hmm. the reason I asked you Austin is because mine is the same. Mine is the same. It was anger. And mom is like, are you angry or are you hurt? And I kind of mentioned this mm-hmm. in the feelings one. So yeah, that's why I asked you is because I was like, I have the same thing. Yeah. Well, it's, mm-hmm. it manifests different for different personalities. And so some people, mm-hmm. someone you can look at and you could be like, that's an angry person. Mm-hmm. But for me, I mean, I do get agitated and that's true, but I didn't realize that I was still so incredibly angry, you know? Yeah. And then those images that would pop into my head, like, I suddenly get a memory and then I have a seizure. It's almost mm-hmm. like having a panic attack, but not quite. I realized that the feeling I had was rage every time it yeah. was rage. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm still angry. And mm-hmm. I'm like, it's not that I got over it. I just learned how to suppress it. Yeah. And then, and then I was like, and something I was telling mom and I was like, we think we have two paths. One is suppressing your anger. And the other one is um, 
you you're feeling like you're having to take care of and defend yourself your anger is a defensive yeah to protect yourself mm -hmm. and i'm like i can't just suddenly not be angry and i can't just suddenly suppress my anger so what am i supposed to do right and i mean honestly i think it's it's interesting that we could talk about stuff like this mm -hmm. then something suddenly and you think that you know it you think <laughs> that you know it you know you might know it in your head logically and then something mm -hmm. pops up and then you realize mm -hmm. it and I realized that I can verbalize saying, I am angry. I'm still angry, mm -hmm. but I'm sorry that my anger has caused me to do A, B, and C. And I'll mm -hmm. work on those A, B, and C things, but I'm still upset. Mm -hmm. So it's possible. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, no. I was just going to say, yeah, I, I, I totally agree with you. But what were you going to say? But what? Well, it's possible. You're not denying the way that you feel. You can still be like, I still feel upset but then mm -hmm. also take responsibility for how that's caused you to manifest things. Cause then it causes things to be put through a certain filter mm -hmm. and not to say these things are and aren't happening. Maybe you're being bullied by somebody at work. Maybe you really are being bullied by somebody at work. It is happening. Mm -hmm. And you, and you think if you apologize for reacting and calling mm -hmm. them like a bad word, mm -hmm. then you're giving up that you're, you're pretty much telling that they were right the whole time. Mm -hmm. or something like that but it's not true you can still be upset you can still kind of be you know mm -hmm. go through your process your feelings mm -hmm. but you can take responsibility for your actions yeah what you're doing yeah but go ahead no i mean the thing is is that it, this is so true and this is something that i can relate to in my own life i would say yours is more rage mine is more anger yes there's a difference um and it it is it makes you feel powerful yes but it does also keep people at bay and the reason i think it's important for us to talk about this because you might be like okay but this podcast is about love so when are we going to get to love but i believe the remedy for these two things is love right because love is connection love is intimacy it's connection it's vulnerability and that is ultimately the antithesis of rage and anger right and it's it's like they cannot simultaneously exist. So I think it's a great segue into our conversation, into what we're talking about today is how we're processing being attached to love and attach, you know, identifying with that vulnerability and allowing it to, I don't know, fully manifest and fully be realized inside of us so that we're less likely to self-protect because love ultimately is very vulnerable. Or, or self-destruct. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, it's not self-protection. It is self-destruction because it's it's soul isolation, like soul mm -hmm. is in your soul mm -hmm. isolation. And ultimately, when you're isolated like that, you will starve and hunger. You know, you'll hunger and thirst mm -hmm. for, yeah, for connection. Absolutely. Yeah. So, yeah, I think that's a great segue. Do you mind if we get started into love with that? Or did you, was there more you wanted to say? I mean, I did want to mention just really fast. Mm -hmm. um, we could have folks in our audience that are listening to us that don't know us very well. They might know us from our outside perspective, but they might think, oh, you know, they have such a good relationship. I, my sibling and I were like that. Yeah. The fact is, folks, is that Corbin and I have, our relationship has start, like, I would say really actually started just like five or so years ago. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. We, we did not get along and I don't mean like we didn't get along. I mean, we fought ferociously, mm -hmm. I would say yeah. for many, many, many years. Yeah. And 
And I won't say even, and I'm, I'm not even going to kind of pretend that even now, oh no, we kind of figured it out five years ago. Mm-hmm. Corbin and I still fight. And the reason why Corbin and I are able to get into um, disagreements, maybe once a week to once every two weeks, mm-hmm. and then be able to talk to each other and hang out and have fun isn't because we're pretending or any of that stuff. It's because mm-hmm. we're practicing. It's a practice. Love mm-hmm. is a practice. And I just mm-hmm. want to say that to everybody listening. Yeah. No, dude, Start I'm so glad point. you mentioned that. Yeah. And and honestly, like, I don't, I wouldn't change that for anything. I wouldn't change the fact that it took us a while to get here because our love for each other is so much more dynamic at this point. I love seeing my sister. Just seeing my sister fills my heart with so much, like, joy and comfort. And it's nice, too, because I'm loved by my sister. Austin will, like, squish my cheeks and tell me how cute I am and, like... She just loves me so well. So it it is, I don't know, like I'm like getting giddy. Oh my gosh, this happened the other day where somebody was like came up next to me on the corner of my eye and for like a split second I saw, I thought it was my sister and I like looked and it obviously wasn't her because she doesn't live in the same town as me and I was like deeply disappointed. <laughs> like why would she be where she was? I don't know, but I was like, that's it. And it wasn't her and I was like, <laughs> <laughs> no, I have that same thing. That's why I, selfishly, I don't want you guys to like move out of the parents' house. I know. Because whenever I visit, I'm always excited when you're like around and doing things. And when you're like, I, I have to go to bed, I like, like, feel slightly irritated. I'm like, yeah. I, I just got your here. rage surfaces. I'm <laughs> like, I just got here. Watch Down Abbey with me. So I am so thankful that we get to do the podcast together. And I'm so thankful we have this time with one another. It is so fun. And I love my sister because I know my sister and I fought with my sister and I've won with my sister and I've cried with my sister and I've bled with my sister. So I think that's why our connection is so deep is because we've been on the other side. Um, but yeah, it really was not cultivated until recently. And I think it's because we're stark opposites and it, it is still a challenge to get to understand and work with one another and communicate the way that we receive communication. But I know I feel good about it. Like I feel like we're in a good place and I, I just enjoy your company. You crack me up with that being said let's talk more in depth <laughs> thank <about> you <laughs> um so i want to start with explaining the four types of love as described by c.s lewis i think c.s lewis is a wonderful man i wish i could have met him but obviously he's passed away a long time ago but um he's really great and i love his books and one of his books is called the four loves so his definition of the four loves you know, and I want to say too, when people say love is love, love is fundamentally not love, right? All love is not the same. The way that I love mm-hmm. my husband is not the same way I love my sister. And the way that I love my dog is not the same way I love my mother. So love is different, dynamic, and ultimately takes a different shape, not just for different types of love, but for different people that we love. And that's you know, what makes I, it so great. Yeah. I love one brother in a different way than I would love another brother, right? Even though technically they're the same in relation to me. Mm-hmm. Um, but the four loves is one of them's like storge. And that's like the love that's like the like love, you know, the love of the sunset. You like the same thing or enjoy the same thing or so it's kind of like that um, appreciation love. Mm-hmm. Um, the next one's uh, philia, and that one is friend bond, just the love between friends. The next one is eros, and that's romantic love. And then the last one is agape, and that's kind of the unconditional godlike love. Mm-hmm. Um, that would be like a parent to a child, ultimately. And mm-hmm. <laughs> debatably, you know, I believe that we can't 
have unconditional love for somebody. I don't think we're actually capable of that. I think it's something wonderful to strive for, but there is something that your people, your kids, your significant other can do that will break your love for them. That's my belief. Mm. But it's kind of that idea of like unconditional parent-like love mm. that's regardless of of the person's actions, but it can't be fully realized kind of with the human dilemma, right? right Where we right, have right. biases and yeah. hurts and weaknesses and all of that. Mm-hmm. Well, I wanted to read the verse. Mm-hmm. Yeah, do that. Because it's it's very detailed. <laughs> so it's it's first Corinthians 13, 4 through 7 is what I'm gonna read. First Corinthians 13, 4 through 7. It says, Love is patient, love is kind, it is not envy, it is not boast, it is not proud, it is not dishonor others, it is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices in the truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, and always perseveres. Mm-hmm. And when you're when you're talking about agape, ag- agape, mm-hmm. I'm saying it wrong. Yeah, agape. I think that's why we cannot, we can't at this point, you know, enter godlike love because it's all of these things yes all of these things and Mm -hmm. i i found like four of them that i don't i can't i'm not doing right now yeah (laughs) right i'm sure you can find um, a couple as well but Mm -hmm. but there's i mean love is so and the things is that the word is thrown around so easily but the thing is it's so so intricate Mm -hmm. love is intricately pure yeah it's well it's acted out it's fought for it's, yeah, it's action. It's it's not, and it's, it makes me think of like when people say, "Oh, I'm in love." You know, they they sh- you shouldn't say that. I mean, not that you shouldn't say that's wrong to say, but it doesn't have the meaning, right? You can't right. be in love. You can choose love. You can decide love. You can fight for love, but you know, being that's like saying, you know, I'm being and running. Like it's an action. Running is an action. Loving is an action. It's a verb. Yeah, you know. Yeah. And C.S. Lewis talks about this in his book is that it's not a fleeting feeling. It's a it's something you fight for. It's something you are determined to keep alive. And with that, like, mm. I feel like it's work. It's work. And it, something that mom said a long time ago, and I don't remember the, the context, but I was expressing a a difficulty for loving somebody. And she said, you know, if you act out of love, if you treat them with love, those feelings will arise in you. And this is actually scientifically proven now. So we do know that if you treat somebody out of love and act in love and kindness, you mm-hmm. will in turn feel love for them. And I'm not talking about like making them dinner and slapping it down in front of them and being like, eat pig. And you're like, it's mm-hmm. love because I'm making them dinner. Like right. deeply acting out of love. That means what yeah. you do in front of them and in closed doors, like the thoughts that you think, the you know, the way you view them, the, 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 how you manifest thoughts about them, all of that, right? Like you wouldn't mm-hmm. do that with somebody you love. You wouldn't think, oh, their pieces of trash. Like, right. You wouldn't do that. <laughs> right. I mean, when you, when you're talking about the, the different types of love, I, I think it's very easily to get them not just easy, but it's almost, it's incredibly common to get them mixed up. Well, sexuality is not love. Yeah. Yeah. And right. that's the thing is that people are getting those, I think, and it's, 
it's belittling it's belittling to what love truly is mm-hmm. what what love really really is and mm-hmm. it's taking away true friendship it's true and it's like we we don't understand we can't sexually separate sexuality from love and the thing is is that sexuality sexuality can be an expression of love right you can you know have sex with your spouse when you're tired because it's meaningful to them and they feel loved by it and that's your expression Mm -hmm. to them so it's Mm -hmm. not that it's they're mutually exclusive Mm -hmm. you know sexuality is an expression of love but it is not in itself love right right now yeah and oh my gosh it almost makes me want to go down a road about sex in general that's Mm -hmm. almost as currency at this point Mm -hmm. and how dangerous that is but but i mean it's ultimately because we stri- we desire, we deeply, deeply desire to be loved, but we mm-hmm. don't want to do the sacrifice to get there, right? We, you don't want the rejection, the heartache, the pain, the vulnerability, the sacrifice to be loved and to love. What we want is to pretend and feel it, which is why we're so into these over-romanticized movies about love, which mm-hmm. is why we try to over-sexualize love, which is why we move on from one person to the next. Because mm-hmm. when it gets real and it hits the fan and you have to you know, hold their hair back while they're vomiting or you know, drive the kids to school because they slept in because they're not feeling well, I mean, that's love, right? And that's mm-hmm. not sexy. That's not, you know, like every girl's dream is to take the kids to soccer practice because your husband is still at work. I mean, but that is love, right? Like, <laughs> and and it's, yeah, what were we going to say? Well, I was going to say, when you're a child, when you're born into your family, mm-hmm. all you know is the love of being, you only know how to receive love. Mm-hmm. Being taken care of, being fed, being hugged. Yeah. I mean, just, and this is just going, assuming the people You're like a listening. squishy recipient of love. Yeah, so you only know to receive love. And as you get older, you you start to very slowly learn how to how to give love, how to project love, how to be be loving. Mm-hmm. But some some folks, this is kind of a this is a little bit of a struggle. They they grow up and they still have this mindset of how am I going to be loved? How am I going to be taken care of? Mm-hmm. But they don't go through the process or the work or the the time, patience, all these different things, all the things. Mm-hmm that I can name off of that verse to be loving, not just to their significant other, but just to anyone that they walk past, mm-hmm. anyone that they're with, mm-hmm. you know, and, and that's so important, you know, for a while when you're a child, you're the one who's being loved. You're the one who's being taken care of. But part of being a mature functioning adult is being able to grow up and learn how to love others and be loved. Yeah. Yeah, that that actually is a good segue. Do you want to tell us about your tattoo? Oh yeah. Well, I like that you're showing it. Like, <laughs> no, I just like looking at it. Honestly, yeah, it's really um, cool. So, when Corbin and I were living together in California, uh, California, yeah, really so like cow opposite of the california babes if you think of california babes just what go is the opposite, opposite. <laughs> think cellulite from white short like we're wearing big sweaters <laughs> we haven't our skin hasn't touched sunlight fluorescent what is that clear clear skin veiny <laughs> like the you know not social media media known at all Worthy. like yeah we're like Anyways, we're, yeah, so just imagine what the California babes look like, and we're the opposite, <laughs> opposite, which is why we're called 
beige babes beige but babes. good segue anyways so yeah i decided i'm like i want to get a tag too and corman being the very supportive sister she is she's like okay let's go right now let's go right now and we go what, what t- i know it was kind of late on a work night on a work night eight we were like okay we'll be there for like two hours we'll get back at 10 we'll get to go to bed and everything will be okay no no yeah that's not what happened (laughs) it took but i i got a tattoo that actually said i was made to be loved and that was based off of a movie that corbin and i had just watched but do not remember the movie it was we watched Mm -mm. the the shack something like oh that. yeah the shack mm-hmm. yeah this guy's asking god he's like what's my purpose why do i exist and god said you are made to be loved and i'm like that makes sense like whew. but as soon as yeah that i mean for some reason that really resonated with me it meant a lot to me and it doesn't it's not very often where a phrase is used and it suddenly hits you yeah like bombarding mm-hmm. but yeah i got a tattoo that said i was made to be loved and it's ironic. I mean, a little bit after that, I realized that the tattoo wasn't complete. Mm-hmm. I'd mm-hmm. say it's a few years afterwards. I yeah, was looking it, at was, it, it was years after. Yeah, years. And I looked at it, and it felt incomplete. Mm-hmm. And there needed it was it wasn't it wasn't the whole tattoo. And so mm-hmm. I got the first tattoo. I was made to be loved. And then I got the second half of it, which says "and to love." Mm-hmm. I was made to be loved and to love. Mm-hmm. And the fact is, is that you can't give love if you're not receiving it. Mm-hmm. And I don't mean when I when I say you're not you can't give love if you're not receiving it. I'm not I'm not saying this in I'm I'm not catering to a victim mentality. And I'm going to mm-hmm. say that right off the bat. I I don't view you guys as victims. I don't view you guys as sad and and so horrible and awful and sniveling that there's no one that loves you Mm -hmm. there's someone that loves you i can guarantee you Mm -hmm. accept that love accepting love can be extremely difficult Mm -hmm. painful even but accept that love and honestly you can't you cannot give what you're not receiving Mm -hmm. you know i was sitting outside with on the porch with mom and we were kind of talking about love and and it was like a beautiful morning which we have not had lately it's been so freaking rainy and it was just really beautiful and we were just kind of talking about this we were talking about love and 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 this can you love other it's like the chicken before the egg or the chicken or the egg what comes first and we both kind of settled on the the reality is is that we don't not love ourselves because you know we're hard on ourselves or whatever we don't love ourselves because we know ourselves right we know the inner workings of our insecurities our weaknesses our deep dark secrets all the dirtiness all the ways we've been abused mistreated we know all of that and so, and it's not that, you know, we're really selfless and we love others but ourselves. It's because we know ourselves and we know the ickiness that we have experienced slash lived in. And so we can love others and not love ourselves simply because out of ignorance, because we don't know others like we know ourselves. But if we knew everybody like we knew ourselves, if we knew all their thoughts, their past, their darkness, their secrets, all of that stuff, we would not be able to love them either so the idea of actually starting with yourself and building up self-love and then from there learning to love others isn't negotiable right because we are really looking at the barrier being knowing versus not knowing 
So loving what you know and finding that foundation will inevitably propel you to love others unconditionally. Mm. You know? So that's like a soapbox I wanted to stand on because she and I got into it and I was not like fighting. We got into it like, what is it? What would it be? And when we settled on this, this brought so much clarity to me and like so much understanding of why it's important to start there. And, you know, I've had friends before that are there for me when I need them where something's Mm -hmm. happened and they've shown up and then they have something happen and I'm there for them. And then they're like, no, no, it's okay. It's fine. No, don't look at me like this or something like that. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, it's I'm like, I'm fine. I'm not offended. I'm not grossed out. I'm not anything. I'm like, just be upset. You can go ahead and be Yeah, you're upset. And they would apologize. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm like this. And I'm like, why are you apologizing? No, I've had. Okay, so I've had friends that are Mm -hmm. there for me Mm -hmm. when I've had stuff happen, including when I've had my seizures and Mm -hmm. they find me foaming at the mouth. And it's very unpleasant. Anyone who has seen my seizures, it's very unpleasant, especially if you're close to me. It's not fun to see. Yeah. But they've been there for me. They've walked me home. They've watched me to make sure that I can like I sleep okay. Mm -hmm. And then they have something happen and I'm I'm there for them, too. Mm -hmm. But suddenly the whole it all switches and they say, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. You know, I'm not normally like this or they make. Yeah. Stuff like that. And and I'm completely fine. I'm completely. And it's not even, oh, I'm doing this for them because they've done this for me. It's because I care about them. They're my friend. I love them. But they're so ashamed. They don't want me to see them like this. I'm like, let me see you let me see you and the best way I can say it spiritually let me see you spiritually naked or whatever mm-hmm. I mean I that's the best word. let me see your underbelly yeah. it's okay yeah it's okay I I'm I'm safe mm-hmm. I'm your friend I'm I, I really really care about you yeah you know I there, it's not a transaction it's love it's free yeah you know and it's yeah. not that I expect anything back it's true. And something you said to me one time is when I was suffering, you were like, you're just a person. Like, you're just a person. And for some reason, like, that it had, had escaped me. And I was like, oh, yeah, I am just a person. I'm just trying to figure things out. And that was really life-changing yeah. for me. Um, but, you know, I was thinking we were sitting with Vika earlier, one of our friends, and she'll be on a later podcast. And we were talking about, like, commodities, like how in modern – society we sell commodities you know we sell like peace and and patience you know all these you know get the immediate and i thought it's so funny because the fruits of the spirit are sold like we do sell these we sell love we understand the value of it and so we try to make it cheap easy and accessible you know watch this movie li- read this book listen to this song and we love the high of it but and we we date people, we marry people because they're super hot and we're so excited to like have sex with them and go on hot dates and wear our great dresses. But when it all shakes down, who do you want by your side? The sexy person or the person that's willing to go to the grindstone for you, the person that's willing to work hard for you? Use that as a filter when you're seeking out a significant other is something I, it's something I wish I knew. I wish I knew, look for the partner, look for the spouse that's going to challenge you spiritually, emotionally, physically, and has high expectations for you, high hopes for you, somebody who's reliable, you know, all of those types of love. That's what real love is. It's not this, it's not immediate gratification lots of the times. It's something you have to work for and invest in and build and develop that relationship so that your love is is wholesome and, you know, can can fight the waves, you know? 
and you know, I actually, that's something I actually wanted to mention too, that I wrote it down. Um, I've, I've thought about is, and I, I would like to say it's just with the, it happens when you're much younger. I, I mean, it, it still happens to you as an adult, but I see it mm-hmm. a lot in middle school and high school and maybe even the beginning of college mm-hmm. where you confuse um, instant gratification for love. Mm-hmm. And you confuse um, instant physical um, stimulation as love, mm-hmm. you know, like, oh, that guy has a nice smile and he, he's nice to me. That's cool. Yeah. I mean, that's nice. Mm-hmm. You know, I know guys that are just nice and charismatic and every girl that meets him thinks that he loves him or that they love him. He mm-hmm. loves them or that they love him, but it's mm-hmm. not. He's just a decent person. And yeah. they're like, yeah. Are they going to drive to Walmart at midnight to buy you a box of tampons? <laughs> Nothing feels more loving than somebody sacrificing their comforts for you. Like holding your hair back while you throw up. Yeah. Like my homie G, he makes a coffee every night so they can wake up to a coffee pot in the room. Mm. That's delicious. And I mm. highly appreciate it. And something that mom said that I thought was interesting. And she said, we overestimate our ability to love and we underestimate the value of love. And we mm. also, you know, simultaneously in this like love high generation, we also live in this um independence me my way alone i got this i can take on the world by myself i don't need anybody right but we do need each other and we do need to be interdependent and love is a part of that whether it's friends or a significant other or with your parents or with your dog like love is an important part of interdependence Mm, yeah absolutely i think an important thing to do is is take inventory of how you view love how have mm-hmm. how has love been expressed to you a lot of us have received love in ways that aren't true right whether it's from mm-hmm. our parents or a significant other you know an abusive relationship or siblings or kids or whatever where we're mistreated and where it's labeled under love and so our view of love is highly skewed all of us all of us so first we need to start with taking inventory of what does love mean to us? I believe we have an intrinsic understanding of love. And so I think that if we wrote down how we've received love in the past or how we viewed love, we would be able to see it and be like, okay, wrong, right, wrong, right, right, wrong, right, and filter it. Mm-hmm. But I do believe fundamentally we understand the truths of love. And so if we take a moment to really analyze that, we can get our compass readjusted because yeah, we – everybody's flawed, right? So ways that love has been expressed to us has not been 100% pure. So Mm -hmm. realign your idea of what love is and how you're going to act it out for others. Mm -hmm. And then also start with yourself. Start nurturing yourself. Start complimenting yourself. Start protecting yourself. Start setting up boundaries around yourself, right? Boundaries are loving because you're putting parameters around a relationship for it to thrive, right? Mm -hmm. I will thrive in this relationship with you in these boundaries, in these parameters. You know, you don't take a tiny plant and plant it in a huge garden. It needs to be in a pot and then a bigger and then a bigger pot and then put in the ground. Mm-hmm. You can't just throw it in the ground. It's going to die. It doesn't have yeah. enough. I mean, not all of them, but some of them, right? They need that nurturing and that's where right. the boundaries come in. Mm-hmm. Um, and fight for yourself, fight for yourself, fight for mm-hmm. your needs, fight for what hurts, you know, to make it right, fight for yourself, speak up for yourself. And when you learn how to do those skills, well, practice it on somebody close to you, your significant other, your kids, you know, who, your cat, I don't know, whoever's in your life, practice treating them with the same type of love and it will be coworkers. Your coworkers. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. 
Well, I also, I mean, one of the things I wanted to mention was the five love languages. I know. I was just going to say, can you go into the five love languages? Because I love it when you talk about them. Yeah. And I think this is good to know because it helps you know how you love and express love to people. Mm -hmm. And if when you get close to people, you can realize what theirs are. Yeah. So how you receive and how your significant other or somebody else in your life receives it. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So Mm -hmm. um, there's quality time, acts of service, Mm -hmm. words of affirmation, Mm -hmm. physical touch and receiving gifts. Yeah. Or gifts. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So Austin, what are yours? Nope. Nope. Um, Nope. Yours are gifts. I always forget the second one. Your main one is gifts. And your second one is service. Yes. <sighs> yep, you got it. <laughs> I got really nervous there. <laughs> I started sweating. <laughs> You're so funny. And yours were um, words of affirmation and also service, right? Heck yeah. Yep. I love a good word of affirmation. Absolutely. And I love service. <laughs> also knows about the service one because when we live together, it's like, can you serve me? And we oftentimes act out what is important to us. So I will serve people well because I like to be served. And I'm like the queen of verbal affirmation. I can find something that I like in basically anybody and I'm mm-hmm. good at articulating it. And that's mm-hmm. a really good skill of mine that I'm makes me happy because it makes others happy. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, it's it's good. Like you said, if you have a sibling or a friend mm-hmm. or uh, an, a romantic interest or a you know, a husband or, or whatever, it's good to know what theirs are because then you mm-hmm. can serve them in that way. Yeah. You know, like our brother Colson has his words of affirmation. Mm-hmm. And so I'm very, I'm very cautious to give him words of a- affirmation. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I try to, I try to very thoughtfully He's so cute. Yeah. He'll like ask for them basically. We have like a family chat and he'll be like, look what I'm doing. Look what I'm doing. We're like, oh, that's so cool. And he's like, ah, oh, thanks. Yeah. And then he'll do it really well for us. Like, we'll like yeah. do something that's like cool, but not that great. And he's like, wow, this is amazing. I love it. I'm your number one fan. Like, he, I know he totally does. It. It's really cute. And, you know, Austin, you always give gifts. You always give really quirky, interesting, weird gifts. And I love that about you. They're so <laughs> fun. Your gifts, the gifts that you give people is like how you see them. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? It's like your filter of how you receive them. And I, I love that <laughs> about you. And yeah, I mean, it's, it's interesting because you would see this of like significant others being like, or, or like you see this in like romantic relationship a lot. Like, why don't you express love to me? Like, I really, really want. And they're like, what do you mean? I've been, been buying you gifts. And they're like, I don't like gifts. And allowing somebody to receive love from you in a way that's important to them. I am not a physical person, but people for some reason like to squish my face, first of all, Austin, and cuddle me. I don't know. I guess I have a cuddly face. I don't know. And (laughs) yeah, you said I do. Very squishy. I do. And yeah, for some reason, people like to hug and squish me. And the thing is, is that that is feels good to them. It's a way of them receiving love from me and connecting with me. And allowing that to happen is a huge, it it means a lot. It takes a little for me to stand there and be squished, but it means a lot to that person to hug me and, you know, me initiate hugs for people as well. Like I hugged mom the other day and she's like, you never hug me. And I'm like, yeah, I guess I know. I spend a lot of time with you and talk, but I don't really we're, we're Yeah, we're definitely not belittling um, individual, you know, uh, love languages like no. we're not saying if you enjoy doing this stop it make no. sure you only do it the way they receive it because it's not the only way they receive it it just happens mm-hmm. to be 
you know the heightened. most efficient way or they yeah. might genuinely be blind to your acts of a, like if yours is touch and your spouse's is not touch and you're trying to show them you love them by hugging them all the time that's going to be confusing right so so doing it in the way that they receive it is obviously ideal yeah or i mean you can say i'm doing this because i love you yeah i mean for me i like getting gifts for people and mm-hmm. that might not be their love language but it makes mm-hmm. me feel good mm-hmm. to express my love it's it yeah. feels it's fulfilling for me totally. but that doesn't, that doesn't mean i can't go out of my way to do something that i'm not as good at yeah you're totally at, right like like words of affirmation i'm not as good at, at that but i i try to do it for individuals but i'm still going to give them gifts because i enjoy it it feels good it feels mm-hmm. good to love somebody yeah you did you that for me earlier it. today you like really gave me a lot of compliments and i was like ah oh, yes thank you <laughs> delicious thank you <laughs> I'm, I'm just cracking up at my little eyeballs over my speaker. I look I know, so cute exactly. with my huge headphones. <laughs> you look like you're like 13. I am 13. <laughs> um, and here's the thing, guys, is love. There's so many different avenues we could have gone with this. And I think that this is probably something that will be revisited later. Mm-hmm. There's so much to talk about. There's a lot, yeah. I mean, debatably, love is like the most you could talk about. Like the most talked about and the most that you can talk about Mm -hmm. um there's just so much to say so we're sure we missed a lot and we'll probably come back to it but i think it was a good start yeah absolutely a good Mm -hmm. start we barely scratched the surface Mm -hmm. the good sweet surface yes good sweet surface (sighs) i hope you guys read my captions for the podcast because i tickle myself writing those like they oh. n- normally don't have any relation to the podcast itself. <laughs> it cracks me up. Well, that actually reminds me that we just started an Instagram. Oh, follow us on Insta. Yeah, follow us on Instagram. Our our name is Two Beige Babes, and it's just the number two with no spaces. So two mm-hmm. number beige babes, mm-hmm. no spaces. Follow us for deep and meaningful wisdom. Quotes. Wisdom. So I'll say I do most of the video editing all the video editing and I do the captions for our podcast and Austin is hitting up our Insta. So all those photos, she's, she takes all those photos. They're all original. And, um, yeah, we just thought it'd be fun to do like teaser quotes for our podcast coming up or ones that we've already done or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you want hinty hints into our next podcast, go over there, see what's up with Austin's beautiful artistic photos. Yeah. Yeah. We're Be more connected with the babes be more connected we appreciate you guys we appreciate our audience we love you appreciate us okay <laughs> we love you guys we love we, you we love doing this with you you crack us up what, what kind of love is this us for our audience it would be store gay store gay mm-hmm. see i store gay you wicka wicka <laughs> you can't see i'm dancing mm, 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 we're educated mm. through wicka wicka educated <laughs> <laughs> Alright, you guys, it was good to hang out today. Don't touch original it. by Corbin TM. It's beautiful. I, I actually think you should be Corbin and one of the I think you should be in something. I would just want you to say I'm not mad, I'm just pissed. I'm I want not mad, to, I'm just pissed. I want that to appear somewhere. I just do. And it can I'll, appear on our Instagram. I was just about to say that. Just about to say that. I have to go. Oh yeah, you got really important. Got a meeting to get to. Okay. We love you guys. We'll see you next week for some more beige babes and look out for those bonus 
clips of us chit chatting and talking about nonsense because it's kind of our favorite. They're chattering. <laughs> okay. Bye. Bye, Corbin. I love you. Bye, I love you. Beige babes, beige babes. We've done all we can do. How about you? Yeah.